Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. 136 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. We're going the extra hour today till 3 o'clock. Steve Steos, President and GM of the Hamilton Bulldogs, a guy whose name is already out there as the uh, the star on the rise uh, in hockey circles as a potential GM down the road, and a former Edmonton Oiler and Calgary Flame, part of the Oilers' 06 playoff run. He will join us at 2.05. We will tell you Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for the past 50-plus years. There's 15 Royal Pizzas in Edmonton and now four in Calgary. You can go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app for uh, the App Store. All right, without further ado, as promised, before we went to break, for our friends of the horses and horse racing Alberta, the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing uh, and breeding industry, um, we welcome to the show Eric Francis. And remind the listeners that there is live thoroughbred racing Century Mile on Friday and Saturday. Visit thehorses.ca. From NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet, back to the show comes Eric Francis. Hi, Eric. How are you doing? I am thoroughly entertained by what we've been watching, my friend. Isn't this fun? It is. Uh, and, you know, I, I referenced this. We had Elliot Freeman on the show a little bit earlier. I was watching Around the Horn yesterday. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, Eric. And uh, they were they were talking about the NHL playoffs. And one of the basketball guys that normally, you know, covers the NBA said, the Battle of Alberta is a series the NBA wishes they had. Kind of put things Whoa. in perspective. You know what I mean? You know, I was having dinner with uh, Brian Boucher. Uh, he's doing the broadcast down there for, I don't know if it's ESPN or TN, I think it's ESPN. Anyway, uh, and I said to him before the playoffs, I said, man, if we get a battle of Alberta, I think it'll be obviously so good for the province, so good for NHL. But I also think it'll be, uh, I think it'll move the needle a little bit in the States. Maybe not viewership-wise, but I think it'll catch people's attention. He did not think so. Um, and I don't know if the ratings are reflecting it. I get the emails from there every day, and I don't know, but... Uh, I do think people are noticing because the hockey has just been so wild. The highlights have been so crazy. The scores have been nuts. Uh, I don't know. I, I I hope it's moving the needle. It sure is here. Are you surprised that Edmonton's up 3-1 in the series right now, Eric? Oh, oh yeah. Obviously, I, you know, I thought it would be a close series. I still think it's going six. Um, you know, uh, I, I knew it would be a great battle. I didn't anticipate uh, – the place to be outplayed, though. Like, you know, goaltended, outplayed. Um, I did think that if the Oilers were going to win, my little theory going in was that McDavid could win two games all by himself. And the question was, could the rest of, the, could the rest of them, you know, chip in and win two games collectively? Uh, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say he's won two games by himself yet. I, would, I don't think so. He's had a hell of a supporting cast. And that's, that's probably the big surprise. Yeah, he's made Kane great. He's made, you know, he doesn't need to make dry saddle great. Dry saddle's already great. Um, you know, and then you get some contributions from Nugent Hopkins, some meaningful ones when it matters most. Uh, and then Mike Smith. I mean, that's that's shocking that he's been the better goalie. Uh, you know, we'd seen that three years ago when he was here in Calgary against Colorado. He was the best flame when they lost five games to Colorado. He was incredible. So we've all seen glimpses of Smitty being great. Uh, didn't know he had it in him this time, especially with the defense in front of him. But I was mistaken, as I often am. 
Well, the series is not over. It is a best of seven, not a best of five. Uh, you know, and I think for a lot of fans, they respect how good Calgary was in the regular season. Um, I think game four was, you know what, game one was just, uh, I don't know what that was in game one, besides highly entertaining. It was highly entertaining yeah. is what it was. It was, a, it was a great game to watch and broadcast. I don't know if the coaches were too happy. Uh, game two, you know, from the second period on, Calgary didn't dictate the game of game two or game three. I actually thought that the Flames played the games on their terms in game four. And I got to tell you, Eric, I was surprised Edmonton was able to rebound from the Rasmus Anderson 130 foot, uh, 132 foot goal. What about you? Like, were you, I mean, you had to think if the Flames could win that game and flip the script and now they'd have home ice for the final, you know, three games of the series tied 2-2. I, I I I was you know a little bit surprised that the orders showed that resiliency. It's, uh, uh, you weren't alone, obviously. You know there was a six-minute window there from the time Rasmus scored till the time uh, Nugent Hopkins put that dagger in the Calgary Flames. And it's funny because I was just in the midst of writing a tweet about how quiet it was. You know I'm trying to paint the picture of what it's like in the building because that's basically one of the only things you can add on Twitter. Everybody else see the game on TV, what the hell. But uh, I was just tweeting about how shockingly quiet it was in here. I mean, people were terrified. Like you, you nobody in Edmonton thought that they were going to be able to rebound from that. And obviously, Flames had momentum at that point, too. As fluky a goal as it was, they still had a little bit of momentum. So, And then I, I was interrupted as I was about to send this tweet, but I won the last world I've ever heard in my career. And that's when Nugent Hopkins scored. And so I didn't see the goal live. I had to look up and see the replays and kind of figure out what happened. But it was just an amazing, um, amazing swing from stunning silence in, a, in a, an incredible building full of great fans to, you know, incredible fans being great fans and, and being really loud. It was, it was an incredible moment. Yeah, euphoric. And, and what, you know, it's funny because people will look back at that game in Calgary and remember it for the gutsy effort of Chris Tanev to just wince through all that, and also for that 132-foot goal. But kind of like Fleury's goal in 1991, that one game six, you know, people will remember that, but it was irrelevant. And the same with the 132-foot shot, irrelevant. The same with Tanev playing, you know, really gutsy, irrelevant, because at the end of the day, completely different outcome from what you might might think you're going to remember. Well, I guess I'll tell you where part of my concern came from in that game is even when Edmonton was up 3 nothing in uh, the first, I didn't like the Oilers' first period. I was like, Calgary's tilting the ice here a bit. They're dictating terms. And I did think that Tanev played a factor. They were more settled. Uh, he was he was pretty good. Daryl Sutter referenced the 5v5 play today. Um, but the one thing I will say, Eric, and, and we got to circle back to McDavid on this, I don't know if Connor dominated game four but he's got he's proven you know at any I mean he had a quiet game four with two assists on the power yeah. play but he is pro- <laughs> you know I, I guess where I think Eric some of the Oilers fans have some excitement is they're now at the stage where the Flames got to beat Edmonton three straight and McDavid can win a game literally by himself. I know he's got, you know, Hyman's got five goals in a series, and Kane's got five goals in a series, and Dreisaitl has 13 points in four games. But but there's still 97 at any time can grab the game by the throat and take the game over. You know what I'm saying? It's exactly the way I look at it, too. Like, you know, I'm on Calgary TV last night, and they say, can the Flames win the series? And I'm like, yeah, I know it's a Calgary audience, but I'm going to tell you right now. 
I do think they'll win game five. <laughs> I really do. Like I, I put, I tell people put a little money on that. I think I really think so. Uh, but, but the, there's no way they're winning this series. You can't give the greatest player of an era three cracks at winning a, a crucial game and them not come through, especially when your supporting cast has 13 points in four games in one case, uh, more than a goal a game in another case, and then you got a great goalie. So, like, there's just no chance. And, yeah, I think you're going to see the best effort probably the whole series from the Flames tonight, and, it, and it, it might be enough. I think it probably will be enough. Just enough to make people nervous when they go back to Edmonton for game six. Anyway, that's the way I see it. I hope that's the case, and I, I don't really care who wins the series. I just love the drama, and I don't want it to end. Stop. And I, I bet you there's yep. an element of Oilers fans oh, yeah. thinking the same thing. They'd love to drag this out to seven as long as they're guaranteed to win it in seven. That would be the ultimate uh, okay. finish for Oilers fans and maybe not Flames fans. We got we to gotta talk a bit about the goaltending here. Like, we all know Edmonton chased Marstrom Hart, and it was a seven-year offer with Edmonton. It was a six-times-six offer. Now, the, the price point... You know, it was seven times five million from the Oilers. That's that's the rumor. Uh, you know, there were there were people that thought Markstrom was coming to Edmonton. He's best friends with the Flames' best forward. That's Elias Lindholm. He is their mm-hmm. best forward, in my opinion. Um, and of course, Tanev came over from Vancouver as well. I am shocked at the numbers so far. One and three in this series, a 5.28 goals against average, and an 8.50 save percentage. Jay Woodcroft, Eric, I, I don't think you were at the availability on Saturday in Edmonton, but he referenced, I don't know if you'd made it back up yet by that point, but he referenced the fact that Mike Smith had 28 regular season starts and was just, he's yeah. in form now. He's in his, you know, he's in fine form right now. And as you know, Mike Smith was 9.47 in his final 12 starts of the regular season. And Jake, and then he said it's not like he started 63 games. And lo and behold, we all looked at each other like, has Jacob Markstrom played 63? He knew the exact number. Do you think Markstrom has shown fatigue? Do you think the Oilers are in Jacob's head? Or is this just a byproduct of, you know, McDavid has gone supersonic, gin and tonic, and he's dragged along some of his, oh, oh by the way, dry settle. let's not forget, he's won a heart trophy too. What do you think it is? Yeah, I think I think it's a little bit of all three, but the number two is the big one. I, I just think the Oilers are in his head. You know, the the stats from the series are horrific for Markstrom, but they're even worse when you combine them with the games that he played against the Oilers this year in the regular season. You know, I, I tweeted them out a couple games ago, like combining all of his games, and it's well over a, a five goals against average over the course of I think seven or eight games he's played against the Oilers now. So. This is not just something that happened in the playoffs. It's been happening all season long when they played the Oilers. Now, you're playing against one of the most, you know, the highest, one of the highest powered offenses in the league, and you're also playing against a player who, and this, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, doesn't McDavid have the best numbers against the Flames? Not even close. That's that's, and you know when Speck wrote his book, Battle of Alberta, and every great, you know, we had Wayne traveling with us for three years. And he said, Stoff, it's how you play against the Flames. That's our rival. That's what defines you. And Connor's best numbers in his career are against Calgary. Not even close. And that's the stuff of legends. When you can rise to the occasion and continually beat the team that's most important to beat, uh, that's how you become a legend. I mean, you also, you, 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 if you're the best skater in the world and the best puck handler and all the other things he is, then you can become a legend as well. But he, he is, uh, you know, whatever it is, the, this battle brings out the best in him and good on him. I mean, that's a player, that's a sign of a great player, 
I, I'm continually in awe of him. And, you know, when I talk to guys like you and Speck and Matty and Stitch, and everybody says that this guy's taken it to a new level. And I see it. Like, I, I heard that going into the playoffs, and now I'm seeing it. And it's it's special to watch. The numbers are, you know, he's going into territory that, that, that Gretzky didn't even go into in some cases. Um, I love that you said earlier that the Flames did a really good job containing him the other day. He only got two points. I mean, that, that says it all. That says it all. They did a great job against him, and he only got two points. So I could go on and on about McDavid, but everybody in your city already has. Everybody in the NHL has. It's great. It's special to watch, and I feel privileged to watch it. I really do. All right, Eric. There's another side of this, and that's, you know, you look at McDavid and Settle and Kane, and they have combined for 30 points in this series. And Chuck uh, Lindholm and Goodrow have combined for 13, okay? Now, I, 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 I run numbers, and you know that. Those guys, Lindholm, Goodrow, and Kachuk, all scored 40 goals during the regular season. They shot the lights out. The Flames shot the puck at 13%. Basically, when those three guys were on the ice together, they played 88% of their time together this year. They were the best line in the NHL all season. And, by the way, McDavid this year, only 8% shooting percentage. The Oilers shot the puck out when he was on the ice 5v5. Again, the three Flames guys were all over 13%. Those same three Flames guys in the playoffs are below 8%. Is it just a matter of time until they break out, or should Calgary Flames fans be concerned here that they might not break out? What do you think the story is here? Well, if the series is going to go 6 or 7, then that's probably a good sign that that top line has finally popped. You know, But, uh, yeah, I don't know what's happened here. You know, We've seen this disappearing act in Calgary uh, for, well... And I'm not going to pick on Johnny Gajol because I've done that in the past. Uh, you know, I take a lot of heat in this city for calling him out for the one pockmark on his career, which is in the playoffs. And, and I stand by it. Like, the numbers don't lie. He becomes invisible in the playoffs traditionally. This year, that has not been the case. Now, in the last couple of games, yes, he's been pretty neutralized. Uh, but and, and as he goes, goes that top line. Yep. Still marks to Kachuk for being a 100-point player. I'm sure a lot of people never saw that coming in Edmonton when I used to call Kachuk a budding superstar because I do think he is and he will continue to be. But I, I, at the end of the day, if Johnny's not going, nobody's going on that line. Lindholm's a finisher. Kachuk is an incredible playmaker and can finish, but without just Joe going. And Johnny's just not going the last couple games. I hate to put that spotlight on him, and I'm certainly not going to be the guy to write tonight that they lost if they lose just because of Johnny Gaudreau. That's not the case. But, yeah, you need your top line to be better because the secondary scoring on this team hasn't produced either. So it's all on those guys. And if this season if this season's going to be prolonged tonight, absolutely, Johnny Gaudreau better be a central figure. Hey, it's the best of seven. They can come back and win this series. We've seen stuff like that happen before. However, there's one guy's a restricted free agent, and for me, the moment that Kachuk took the fight with Cassian, and we've discussed this before, that changed the scope for me with Kachuk. Never denied his skill set. Unbelievable hands on that guy. Uh, and, and, and he single-handedly has brought a large part of the Battle of Alberta, that battle, back to this. He's a restricted free agent. Goodrow's a UFA. They got lots of cap space, Brad Trey Living. Do you expect, Eric, that they get both guys re-signed? No problem. No chance. No chance. In my opinion, that's my opinion. I, I don't see. As a matter of fact, I I think it's be hard to keep either one of them. To be honest, they're both unrestricted free agents when when their time comes up. Uh, and uh, you know, Matthew. So just so your listeners know, Matthew Kachuk has one more year as an RFA 
They can qualify him at $9 million for one more year. I have no doubt that that's exactly how it's going to play out. Uh, and then and then he'll walk into unrestricted free agency. Not to say he won't sign a Calgary or won't consider it. And I won't say the same thing about Johnny Gaudreau. I know Johnny Gaudreau loves it here. I know Matthew Kachuk loves it here. But at the end of the day, when 31 other teams can bed, bid for your services, there are bound to be, you know, for those guys, I don't know, a dozen phenomenal offers. I, I don't know what the number is going to be. But, you know, Johnny Gaudreau is going to finish fourth or fifth in Hart Trophy voting this year, and he's going to be open to the highest bidder. Like, and, and, and he's going to be open to cities that have better tax situations, better weather, uh, maybe in his, his eyes a better chance of winning. Um, I, you know, I don't know. It, it's a fascinating one. Johnny Gaudreau scoring that goal in Game 7 to get to the next round could play a role in this. You know, the fact that they finally had a little bit of playoff success, got over the hump. Maybe Johnny Gaudreau, you know, really wants to stay here and finish what he started in his mind, you know. But I, I just think if you're, if you're putting this up to the highest bidder, like how can Calgary compete with all these other great offers they're going to get? I don't know. It's going to be fascinating, and first domino could be this summer. And I, I, I've been on record for two, three years saying I don't think Johnny Gaudreau is going to sign here. And you know what? For the sake of this city, I hope I'm wrong. Eric, the Oilers have some big defensemen coming that's going to change the makeup of their team a bit. They've got some support forwards coming. The Oilers aren't going anywhere. I'm telling you. This is different than in 2017 when Pete Chiarelli downgraded the skill on the team with some trades. And I fully expect with Brad Treliving and Brad Pascal and how hard those guys grind, I expect more battles of Alberta. It'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Oh, my God. I hope so. And, 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 and you know, to that what I just said about Johnny Gaudreau, it's integral that he's still here because I, I don't know if you want to start picturing the Calgary Flames without Johnny Gaudreau. Uh, kind of a scary prospect moving forward, which is why the Flames have been on record saying we're going to move heaven and earth to try and sign him. And that, I have no doubt that they'll be, able, they'll be able to offer the toppest, the, the highest dollar in the league. The question is, does Johnny want to come back here when he's got all these other enticing offers? So, yeah, I hope the Battle of Alberta continues. I hope it's McDavid versus Gaudreau. I know it's never that simple, uh, but. You know, I, I worry that this might be the last chance we see we see that battle between those two anyway. All right. Well, we'll see if it gets extended tonight. Thanks for your time, Eric. Cheers, my man. I hope to see you over the weekend in Edmonton. There you go. That's Eric Francis, courtesy of Horse Racing Alberta. Uh, again, live racing century mile for the horses. Uh, horses.ca, that's where you find it at. We are going to take a two-minute timeout, come back for a quick hitter on the injury report. Steve Stales coming up at 2.05 in orders now. These arms. Brendan, is there a significance? It's a great voice. Burton Cummings coming back from that song. Anything you wanted to share? Yeah, Gary Peterson, I believe, is the drummer of the guests here. He's born today in 1945. Well done. It's a great song. A song that I cannot sing in karaoke. I don't have the pitch to sound a little bit too uh, resonant with the tone. The Oilers Now Injury Reports brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Trent Brown of James H. Brown was a two-time CFL All-Star won a great cup with the then-named Edmonton Eskimos in 1993. A reminder, 630 Chad, not just the play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Oilers, but also the Edmonton Elks. Oilers Now Injury Report from James H. Brown. Injury Lawyers, unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. Edmonton. Relatively healthy, we will tell you. Evander Kane uh, traveling to Edmonton after the planned uh, uh, birth of a child uh, yesterday. Uh, and uh, read between the lines of what I'm saying. And uh, we will uh, also share with you that... Uh, uh, what else I got to tell you? Oh, yeah. Uh, neither... 
Leon Dreisettle, Nort, Darnell Nurse took the morning skate. All three are expected in the lineup. Uh, Chris Tanev came back in for Calgary last game. We have Steve Stales coming up a little bit later on in the show at uh, 2.05. We'll head over right now to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.